Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLU, CIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Kathy Maniello, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Kath, thanks for coming by and participating today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Tom. It's my pleasure. You have a wonderful service to, to seniors and old people like us getting older, like me anyways. Um, and I want to talk about it today because I think your company, Forevermore Homes, is a great service and a service that people should know about. So, a brief introduction. Kathy has a wonderful company that works with seniors about their housing needs as they get older. Kathy, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about the company, and then we'll get into talking about definitions. How's that? Absolutely, Tom. Thank you so much. So Forevermore Homes is a company that focuses on aging in place. And what that means is we, you know, we're all getting older, as you, as you mentioned, and as that happens, our mobility changes, our balance changes, our eyesight, and things that we have always done around the house that we take for granted, now all of a sudden become either difficult or even dangerous. So as we get older, we need to make some decisions about our home and making sure that we are able to stay in our home safely and comfortably. And that's what we do. We help people evaluate their next steps as they age and decide if they are better off staying in their current home and making modifications, or if they're better off moving to a home that's already more age in place friendly. And then once that decision's made, we execute. We have a full team of, of realtors and home improvement contractors and other professionals within our network that enables us to take care of that that com- that family and, and their whole you know, looking at it very holistically in in this stage of their life and taking care of everything that needs attending to. I hear the uh, term aging in place. Can you explain that? Yeah. So to me, most people want to stay in their current home and, and that's understandable. The way I define it is the ability for someone to stay in the home of their choice, of their choice by preparing and being proactive about making decisions so that they don't have the decision made for them. And so again, some people are better off staying in their current home and it's it's perfectly um, suitable and it will result in a great outcome. Other people, not so much. If the home is isolated, if it's getting too big or too costly to maintain, uh, if it's far from the support system, in those situations, a person may want to think about moving, and that will result in a better outcome. And, and you know, Kath, I, I've had this conversation, and uh, you you just, as we've discussed in the past, you just can't st- say, I'm going to stay in my house and make a and and think that you've made the changes necessary 
you have a whole assist, assessment uh, routine that covers a lot of areas people don't even think about. And we're going to talk about it a little later, but I, I do want to talk about the obstacles that you run into. Sure. So if if you think about it, the, the main obstacles to someone being safe and comfortable in their home, number one is, is safety. So fall prevention particularly is a huge concern. A fall can be debilitating. Uh, I'm sure you've known people in your life that have fallen and broken bones, and it's just, we want to pre- prevent that. And that's number one. Number two is we don't want this the, the family to be isolated. If the home is far from neighbors, if it's out on a lonely country road and you don't have any vibrancy or activity that you can look out your window and see, that's problematic. Um, as we get older, isolation is very bad. Number three is we need to get some assistance sometimes with our activities of daily living, like cooking or shopping, cleaning, taking our meds, paying our bills. So without that assistance, it it becomes difficult for us to live in our home on our own. But the good news is, is though these obstacles are, we can deal with them. We can take these obstacles out of the way. And, and you know, that's important. I, I thought those that discussion about obstacles, because people don't think about the the other intangibles. They think about their safety and things like that. But like you like you said, you know, isolation. You don't think about isolation because you've lived out in the farm for years, right? But right. as you get older, people don't go and visit you as often, right? Right. Uh, you're not getting you're not able to get out maybe as much as you used to. And so very important to consider that. We need a community. We all do. So what what would be some of the key elements um that would be important features uh in a home for aging in place? Sure. So there are a lot of minor little details, but I I tend to focus on six major elements. One and two go hand in hand. What I would want for for an older person is for them to have an entry to their home that is covered. And ideally, it would be a low threshold, one or two steps. Um, The second thing is to have one level living. Ideally, if it's a one level home, that's great. You take stairs out of the equation altogether. If we're not in a one-story home, we might think about repurposing a room on the first floor to become a bedroom and a bathroom suite. So one-level living, very important. Best way to avoid a fall is to eliminate stairs. Number three, wide hallways and doorways. I My motto is to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So there is a chance someday I, I might be in a wheelchair. I just never know. And I want to be able to move freely throughout my house and so just the rooms that, you know, I need to get to, my bedroom, my bathroom, my kitchen, my my family room, I want to make sure the doors are wide enough. Number four is in my bathroom. Uh, a curbless shower and properly installed grab bars are very important, again, for, for fall prevention. Even, even a small threshold, Tom, in a shower is a tripping hazard. So the best The best, you know, I'm a proponent for everyone. If you're remodeling your bathroom, please do a curbless shower, please. (laughs) I I can't stress that enough. Number five is private sleeping space for a caregiver. If I come to the point I need 24 hour care, I need to have a place for my caregiver to sleep. And so if I have a nice little retreat area for this person where they can go on their they're off time and, and relaxed, then that's a great perk for them. And it's going to go a long way 
and helping me attract and retain a, a good caregiver. And then number six, and this speaks to the isolation issue, we want to be in a vibrant location. I want to be able to look out my window and see my neighbors and open the door and call hi to them and see them as they're, they're going by, walking their dogs or whatever have you. Or an independent living community that I'm with a in a community of, of you know like-minded people that are, are my age. Um, so those are the six things, Tom. And if we focus on this, those six things will be well on our way. You know, which is obviously those things are sometimes you don't think of those things when you're, you know, like this conversation I had with my wife. Obviously, we only talked about two or three of these things, but there's other elements that need to be discussed that are as important as the other ones. Now, Kathy, I want to at some point go over the aging and planning process that you use. But before I get there, uh, let's talk about the question modify or move? Let's talk about that. Sure. Well, most people say they want to stay in their current home and that's that's normal. I, I get that. But what I like to get people thinking about is there may there are certain circumstances that would really make it better to think about moving. And those circumstances are the home is just too big. It's maybe getting too difficult to maintain. It's far from your support system. So if you're, you know, you have family or adult children and they're 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 45 minutes away, well, guess what? You know, they have to get in the car and come every time you need help. So we want to make it easier for our support system to be there for us. Um uh the other thing is if it's too isolated. I, I think of a friend of mine who's down a country road, she's on a long driveway away from the road. Every time there's a storm, a tree falls in her driveway, just not a good situation. So although we may think we want to stay in our current home, there are circumstances where let's just look at other options and see if we can't find something that would have a better quality of life for us. And and I would think that through your assessment process, uh, you know, people are up in the air because they're emotionally attached to where they live in many cases. So they really fight it. I'm sure. But I think through your process, the logic starts to come into play that uh, tells them what what's the right decision. And I think that's where you help them the most is to give them all those options that you always talk about. Kathy, uh, let's talk about uh, the process uh, of, of the process that you go through when someone says, I'm in, at that stage where I need to talk to you about moving or making uh, modifications? What do you do? Okay, so the first thing is we conduct a very thorough assessment, Tom, and I have a document that I use that that takes us through all of the all of the questions that we need to get out on the table and talk about and document. So that's number one is is assessing the situation. What are the current obstacles? Where are you having difficulty in the house? What is your support system? Where, you know, where are your doctors? The, the categories are are numerous and it really gives us a comprehensive view of, of what the family situation is and where there is opportunity for some change. The next thing, number two, is to do a home inspection. And the reason we do that is that if we are going to move, it enables us to address any maintenance issues before a buyer comes in and does their own assess, uh, 
inspection. So they get a really squeaky clean inspection and it just makes the house that more appealing and results in a better sales price. Or if we're staying and modifying, we may want to take care of some maintenance issues. So if we're going to do a nice new bathroom with a curbless shower, but our roof is leaking, well, guess what? We have to we have to budget accordingly so we we address the maintenance issues as well. Number three is if the person has a disability or injury, we do an occupational therapy visit so that person can weigh in on, um, you know, what what changes we need to make do, based on this person's diagnosis and prognosis. Number four is if we are going to stay, we need to know what would have to change in the house. Do we need to open up doorways? Do we need to add a ramp? So we come up with a list of modifications. And then number five is we go out and get pricing on those modifications. What does it cost? Number six is to get a a market value of your home. So in today's market, and by the way, (laughs) this is a very wonderful time to sell if anybody's thinking about it, but I'm going off on a tangent. Number six is to get the market value of your home so that you know how much equity you have in it so that you can budget for modifications and and perhaps use some of that, that equity to pay for modifications or to pay for your move. Number seven is to explore other housing. What else is out there in the market that might be suitable housing for us and how much do those options cost? So now through those seven steps, we have all the variables. Everything is uncovered and documented. And then we send the family to sit with their advisors to weigh in which option really fits in best with this person's overall financial and estate planning um, goals and objectives. And that's it. It sounds like a lot, Tom, but really we break it down. We go through it at a, at a, a reasonable pace and What I find is after this is done, the answer just bubbles right up to the surface. Well, it gives uh, your process, A, it gives clarity because of the questions and the answers, and it simplifies it. Once you can have a path of clarity, things seem to be simpler in those decision-making. Now, uh, you know, I want to talk about, you know, everybody does something in their life as far as work, and some people love what they do. Some people hate what they do. Some people just do it and don't think about it. I want to ask you how you discovered this passion. Well, that's that's a good question. I really have my mom to thank for that. And my mom, she's she's a she's in her eighties. Um, she she's unusual in that she started thinking about this a long time ago, and she has done this in phases. Her first phase was to sell a large home and move to a ranch. Then she decided, you know, homeownership and everything that came with it, she just didn't want to deal with that anymore. So she moved to a a one-level condo. Most recently, she told me that she was feeling, you know, with COVID and everything, um, she wasn't getting out as much, that she felt isolated. The walls were closing in on her. She decided to move to an independent living uh, community right on the water in East Haven. And she's she couldn't be happier. So my mom is one of the rare people that did think about this and just going on that journey with her. And even though she's a very, um, very smart, very sharp, very bright woman, many of the the transitions were overwhelming. So to have someone by her side going on the journey with her really helped her. And I got to thinking that 
there's a lot of people out there like my mom that could use this kind of assistance. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful that I, I landed in, in this, uh, in this direction because I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy it. Well, we, we uh, know how much you enjoy it. And I think it's a fabulous service. And um, I want to thank you for taking the time. You were very clear with us. And of course, uh, I'm going to put down in the summary notes all your contact information. And I encourage my listeners to uh, email you for a discussion to talk about it if they're in that situation. And, you know, if, if you're not in that situation, but you know you will be in the next couple of years, possibly, you might want to have this discussion now so you have time to plan. Yes. And the, the other thing too, Tom, is is um, people may have aging parents that they're worried about. So it's not only for yourself as you're getting older, but if you're, if you have an aging parent that you're worried about, you, you know, call me anytime. In fact, there's a link on my, my email uh, auto signature that enables anybody to schedule a half hour call with me. I'm always open for discussion and glad to talk and, and point people in the right direction. That, no, that's great. Um, Kathy, thank you so much for spending the time. If you would hang on as we say goodbye to the audience, uh, just to debrief as we go on, I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. And again, Kathy, thank you for giving us a lot of time. My pleasure. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.